baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards, and they tell us what we're getting. That was probably the most famous line of the 2016 election, and the media recoiled in fake horror about the supposed racism of it or something. Why, they'd never send us rapists, murderers, gangsters. Well, fast forward to this week. Trump is at the border, and guess what they sent? Or rather, guess what the Democrats deliberately let in. Last year, almost half of all ICE arrests were criminal aliens charged for more than 33,000 assaults, 3,000 robberies, 6,900 burglaries, 7,500 weapons crimes. This is all migrant crime. 4,300 sex crimes, 1,600 kidnappings, and 1,700 homicides and murders. Just one week ago, a beautiful 22-year-old nursing student from Georgia was barbarically attacked, almost unrecognizable, while she was out on her morning run. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond beyond belief. Trump may have called Lake and Riley's family, but Joe Biden didn't bother. But let's go back to those numbers again, because you may be thinking you misunderstood. Wait, how many illegal immigrant rapes, kidnaps, and murders in just 2023? And these numbers are correct. I checked. 4,300 sex crimes, 1,600 kidnappings, and 1,700 homicides and murders. So it looks like Trump wasn't a racist at all in 2016. What he was was prophetic about what it would look like if the Democrats finally got the open borders they want. Except it's so much worse than Donald Trump predicted back in 2016. You come to Texas, this is now a war zone. And they view it as a war zone. And Mexico's doing nothing to help us. So you have 28,000 from China, all fighting age. You don't see women and you don't see men much older than that. It's from 18 to 25, 26 years old. And there's something going on. And they're coming from Yemen that we're bombing. They're coming from the Congo, from prisons in the Congo. The only good thing is it makes our prisoners look like very nice people. Trump's not wrong about that either. Remember the January 17th letter, the former director's Uh, And deputy directors at the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, wrote to the leaders of Congress warning them about the changing demographics of those coming across the porous border. Here's the key paragraph. In 2021, they warned the demographics of those crossing the porous southern boundary started to shift. Young men from around the world traveling alone and holding questionable motivations dramatically increased in number to become the most common profile of those breaching the nation's borders. A startling number have been found on terrorist watch lists or from countries designated as state sponsors of terror, distinctly unfriendly to the United States, they warned. But the Democrats didn't care. 
In fact, in a sign, the liberal media knows exactly what's going on here. And yes, Venezuela is emptying its prisons. They admitted in Bloomberg, and I can't believe liberal MSM Bloomberg admitting this, Venezuela's violent deaths fall to 22-year low on migration. Rate is lowest since 2001. And they admit it's because the violent gangsters have left the country. Now, they, of course, don't say where they went, but we all know. We've seen them in the streets of New York, beating NYPD officers, opening fire on tourists and people in crowds. They're monsters. They're here. And in Athens, Georgia this week, they killed a young woman. Joe Biden still won't say her name. He's never spoken it. Although the White House did put out an official statement, but they didn't say how she died. Or rather, at whose hands she died. But no, Joe Biden's never spoken her name. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember it. We're not going to forget her. Mr. President, do you bear any responsibility for Lake and Riley's death? You hear that reporter there shouting, Joe Biden, do you bear any responsibility for Lake and Riley's death? You can't see this because it's a podcast. He turned, gave his back to the reporter and shuffled off. Can't find a better commentary for the Democrats view of American life. They don't give a damn. But see, here's the thing. For the first time this week, that strategy of laughing off, gaffing off what's happening at the border, insisting it's not happening, playing those kinds of games they do, not going to the border, ignoring the whole thing, didn't work for the Democrats. That's new. While Lake and Riley's murder was sad, that wasn't new either. Remember those crime stats Trump just gave you. 4,300 sex crimes, 1,600 kidnappings, and 1,700 homicides and murders. And that is insane thing number four. This one, this murder, mattered. Mattered more than Kate Steinle. Mattered more than the murders. If you watch Fox News, at the hands of illegal immigrants, you see every single day there, whether it's drunk driving, caught in a shootout, rapes, child sex abuse, none of them ever mattered until Lakin Riley. Why her? Why now? Mattered so much that Joe Biden made an unscheduled stop at the border to correspond with Trump's stop at the border. Normally, you got to drag him or Kamala to the border. He's only ever been to the border one other time. That's it. And it was a year ago. What's different this time? Why was this the lead story in People magazine the other day? You could have written this story about so many beautiful young women, including right here in South Carolina, murdered by illegal immigrants or killed by them in drunk driving accidents. We had one last year. And this is the most insane thing of all. And it makes me so filled with joy. The thing that's changed is this. Twitter is now the number one most downloaded app in the App Store, period, bar none. More than Amazon, more than Walmart, more than the big banks, Twitter. That is what's causing this problem for the Democrats. People know. Over the last week and a half, Lake and Riley's murder has trended again and again and again. And then the statement by Kelly Gertz, Athens mayor, who tried to lie his way through a press conference on sanctuary cities. I know what he was doing, what Democrats always do. Go in public, spew a bunch of lies, hand them to the mainstream media's talking points, then they re-spew them and no one's any the wiser. But this press conference got cut up into clips and put all over Twitter and it trended again and again and again. And for the first time, they, the FBI, the Democrat Party, the Department of Homeland Security, the censors couldn't stop it. 
These are the very same senators who this week, their case was before the Supreme Court. That's Missouri v. Biden. The desperate attempt by our side to save the republic. Because if we lose this case, the republic's gone. It's over. It's done. I mean, there's there's no coming back from it. And we know for a fact that they did the censorship across social media. And the Supreme Court's going to rule on whether that's legal. Whether they did it on everything from COVID to Hunter Biden's laptop is indisputable. And they can't do it now because one day Elon Musk rolled out of bed and said, you know what I'm going to give the world instead of donating to a Stop the Hunger charity, I'm going to give the world free speech. And he did the greatest gift probably anybody's given the world in terms of philanthropy in a century. And so clips like this brought to the world by citizen journalists trended over and over. There's been no legislation from this government that has created sanctuary city status. And liar! You're be time a for liar! Questions. You're guilty and got blood on your head! That's Athens, Georgia Mayor Kelly Gertz, a Democrat, trying to lie his way out of this. And yeah, it is a sanctuary city. Because it just turned out that the brother of the murderer of Lake and Riley was arrested three times had ICE detainers, but was let go anyway so that he couldn't be held. He could commit new crimes. But clips of Democrats' ginormous brush-offs of this trended again and again and again. This one from Democratic Congresswoman Katie Porter was particularly popular on Twitter with people who were enraged. When a horrible tragedy like, like this happens, I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. Oh, that's rich. From the people, from the party that did $2 billion worth of damage. That was the final total released by the insurance industry in the fall. $2 billion worth of damage over just one guy, George Floyd who defunded their police departments, leading to the fastest ever rise in homicides ever recorded in the United States of America in a single year, a 20 percentage point rise in one year over one guy, one guy. And they tell Zed, just one dead woman, no big deal. That's rich. This was another popular trending tweet on Twitter this week. It's Kelly Gertz of Georgia, Athens, specifically Democrat mayor, being shouted down by his constituents. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had the president of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. But for the first time, thanks to the power of free speech, and I've been telling you, you guys ask me all the time, Terry, you lay out all the problems, but you don't give us solutions. I do, I have. We could fix every single problem if there was just one truly global site where free speech was allowed, where there was a real conversation. We can beat them on their own turf. We could beat them like a drum. But as long as the censorship documented in the Missouri v. Biden case before the Supreme Court this week is allowed to continue, we will lose more and more and more ground. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
But folks, when we have a censorship-free environment, just one, we only need one big social media site. Folks, to keep their lock on power, they have to censor everything. There can't be any sites people go to to get the truth in a truly global way, in a truly diverse way. There can't be any. They have to keep a lock on all of them. We only need one. And when that site catches fire, what happens? Things we've never seen before. Insane thing number three. Democrat mayors, most especially Eric Adams of New York, who fervently supported sanctuary cities when he was running this idea that if you get arrested as an illegal immigrant, not for breaking border law, no, 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 arrested again for breaking our laws once you're here, we're not turning you over to ICE. We will ignore the ICE detainer. We don't give a damn about human life. We're going to let you go. Eric Adams, when he ran for mayor of New York, ran on a pro-sanctuary city platform. He was very definitive about it. This week, he started walking it back, condemning sanctuary cities, saying he wanted to end the sanctuary policies of New York. So did Joe Biden. Folks, six weeks ago, that was unfathomable. It shows you how badly they'd lose in a true ongoing free speech environment. Here's Adams in his second press conference this week saying they should walk back this sanctuary city disaster. I don't believe people who are violent in our city and commit repeated crimes should have the privilege of being in our city. But then a year ago, Lake and Riley's murder would have been just another murder by an illegal immigrant featured only on Fox News and largely blacked out from public view. Which brings us to insane thing number three, which I think is the real reason Joe Biden had to go to the border. Believe it or not, I think Lake and Riley's murder was only the second reason he had to go. I think Dr. Phil was the first reason. Dr. Phil, you know the guy, the one with the show, lost his mind this week. He's normally mushy moderate to liberal. But he went to the border and he took one big fat red pill when he got there. In short, Dr. Phil interviewed Brandon Judd, the head of the Border Patrol, who told him that they hate to but have to because the White House makes them turn illegal immigrant children over to their sex traffickers, even though they know they're sex traffickers. They have no choice. The DNA testing that would at least identify whether this was a parent a family relation or a sex trafficker is no longer given by the Biden administration. They lost more than 85,000 children that way. Well, Joe Rogan didn't know, and neither did Dr. Phil, and it disturbed Dr. Phil deeply. So this clip, the beginning of it, is Joe Rogan's podcast. Dr. Phil is playing his interview with Brandon Judd. Listen to Rogan's reaction. Listen to the horror. These children that are coming in with... Someone that says, I'm their mother, aunt, uncle, or whatever. We have no way of verifying that. We do not. We used to. President, under, under President Trump, we had rapid DNA testing. That's been done away with. Are they given money, these people that are released into the country? So it's our taxpayers that ultimately facilitate the travel. But yes, travel is facilitated, and they are given all the necessities that they need. But that could be a trafficker. There's a very good possibility that they're being trafficked, that they're going into the sex industry, or they're being forced into the sweat. And, and we know that. We're, we, we knowingly are spending our tax dollars to sell children into sex trafficking. How under any theory is that okay for us to be spending tax dollars to traffic children? Holy From there, Dr. Phil wouldn't shut up. He said the same thing on The View. Joe Rogan's podcast is the most listened to on earth. This was a devastating broadside for the Democrats. 
And Dr. Phil, it seems, pretty quickly figured out what's going on here with these monsters. Now, what, what justification could possibly exist where they would stop doing the rapid DNA test? Well, I mean, what, what possible justification would there be to stop that? It, it, it makes no sense because you, if they find out, well, this isn't their parent, then, okay, what are they going to do with the child? And so I I guess don't ask, and then you don't have the responsibility. But they're sending these children up there, and he's saying we are knowingly, we're knowingly sending them into either a sweatshop or the sex industry up there. Remember on an earlier Insane Things podcast when I pointed out to you two simultaneous things happening? Number one, the Twitter app becoming the most downloaded, um, as was announced by Elon Musk last month. And almost simultaneously, the economy, which had been the number one concern, economy inflation of the American people for well over a year, dropped to number two. Illegal immigration went to number one. It stayed there ever since. The downloading record in that stat happened simultaneously. That is not an accident. Because even if people aren't on Twitter, people are forwarding the links to all these videos. People are getting the truth again. And it changes everything. This is the environment Trump existed in when he won. He used social media so much better than Hillary. Likes, clicks, and shares were 10 times what she did. And we didn't have a censorship then. That's how he won the election. I have full confidence the American people will make the right, the logical decision if they can get all the information. And in the last two months, they did. It's having devastating consequences for the Democrats. Insane thing number two has to be the health benefits I've gotten on the PhD weight loss plan. It's really wild when you lose a ton of weight and you get to the weight your body really should be at. For me, that's about a size six. And you realize how many of your health problems really are genetic and how many of them are just because you're carrying too much weight. Uh, The beginnings of arthritis that I thought I had, gone. My joints are great. It was just too much weight on my joints. The slow metabolism that I thought was part of aging wasn't. It was because I had visceral fat that was pumping hormones and uh, other things into my system that made me have cravings that were much stronger than they should have been. Well, with the PhD weight loss program, you get rid of the visceral fat. You're better able to stay on the plan. You're better able to maintain it in maintenance. That's how I've been able to stay at my current weight for a year now. It's a huge victory for me, and it can be for you. Find out more. Go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. You can do it in any state of the nation. Myphdweightloss.com. Now back to the podcast and the real insane thing number two. So far, the argument from the Democrats this week in the White House is that Joe Biden is just fine. He doesn't need a cognitive test, so he'll just skip one. This is the Democrats accused Donald Trump of having cognitive problems. That was very fake. But this accusation anyway of Trump forgetting Melania's name uh, over the last two weeks has been huge in their media. And what he was doing, he was at CPAC. He was talking about Melania. He stopped and pointed at Mercedes Schlapp, who was standing in the front row. He wasn't confused. My wife, our great first lady, she was a great first People loved her. People loved her. Oh, look at that. Wow. Mercedes, that's pretty good. Yeah, she's good. This is the media's evidence, repeated by Nikki Haley, 
But this is the media's evidence that Trump is actually mentally deficient. You can hear he's fine, even in the clip. You don't have to see it. But the new standard from the media that insisted Trump was cognitively impaired, insane, even brought in psychologists to diagnose him on the air, is that eh, Joe Biden doesn't need a cognitive test. That'll be fine. Things you have to believe today to be a Democrat. The funniest part of the week, though, was Hunter Biden in that closed-door deposition <laughs> insisting, have, have you ever had too much to drink in drunken dialed? That's what they call it in my generation, drunken dialing. When you call some ex you're still attached to or... You get a little too bold because you're drunk and say something you shouldn't have. But, you know, it's all good. You didn't mean to. Yeah. Hunter used the drunken dialing excuse, except in this case, he was texting on the WhatsApp app. Yeah, he just he was high, he says, or he was drunk. And that's why he contacted the communist Chinese uh, party high ranking official businessman with CEFC. And yeah, claimed that Joe was sitting next to him, even though he wasn't, even though Hunter was in Joe's house at the time. Yeah, and, you know, he just made some demands, but he didn't know he was high or drunk. The funny part is the Chinese sent the five million bucks he demanded anyway, weeks later. So I don't know. I would love to drunken dial the Chinese and get five million dollars, too. But somehow I don't think we'll get that deal. Anyway, this apparently made sense to the Democrats because they came out and defended Hunter after this. Which leads us to insane thing one, which really will give us a preview of what the next Nine months are going to be like in this country because Donald Trump had to leave Texas after his border visit. In other words, dive off the presidential campaign trail to attend one of the Joe Biden sponsored prosecutions that he's currently going to be on trial for. That's right. He had to cut his Texas border visit short to fly to Florida for his classified documents felony prosecution case because Jack Smith has just filed a motion to start that trial In July, Jack Smith is the federal prosecutor working for Joe Biden, who pretends to be neutral in all this. Well, Jack Smith is going for a trial start date in the beginning of July. It's going to be the first week of July. What is significant about July? July is the GOP nominating convention. What did James Comey, former crooked director of the FBI, predict back in June that if Trump were at the nominating convention at all, he'd be wearing an ankle monitoring bracelet. Creepy. Now, all this assumes the judge in that case, who is a Trump appointee, goes along with the new trial schedule. We'll see. Whatever the case, this week, Trump won something of a reprieve in another case because the Supreme Court said they would take up his immunity request. So that is going to delay the January 6th case, which is supposed to be tried out of D.C. Democrats screamed like scalded cats over that, said the Supreme Court was interfering. It wasn't fair. That does complicate that D.C. case because nobody knows how long the Supreme Court motions will take and how long that means Jack Smith's trial will be delayed. But he may be able to go forward with the documents case. And we know no matter what, Trump's 34 count felony charge New York trial will start on March 25th. So a lot of people on our side this week saying, oh, good, you know, he's he won. He does, he's not going to go to court. No, that was just in one case. But it helps. The mess in Georgia is a mess, too. Fanny Willis uh, may be in, <laughs> in prison before Trump is at the rate she's going down there in Georgia, or they both, may both be headed there. Um, that case is a mess, too. So he's gotten some big breaks. But this isn't going to stop him probably from being tried before the election and maybe found guilty of a felony, which will be wild to watch. That's insane thing number one. Battleground America.
Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 